Assalamu alaikum to all of you lovelies. I hope you're doing very, very well today. Once again, I'm here with a cup of tea and with you in your ears. And I have quite an interesting episode for you today. I want to share something that happened for me today. I was going to say it happened to me, but I'm going to say for me, right? And that's a very interesting choice of words. And that's going into a whole another avenue here now because, but I'm going to add it in because it's coming up. So clearly, this is something that you need to hear today, inshallah. The way that we speak about a circumstance matters. The choice of words that you use matters. And your choice of words impacts what's happening to your nervous system, the way your brain chooses to filter the information, your perspective, the filter through which you perceive a situation, and all of that impacts your emotions, your thoughts, as well as your actions, your reactions. And that then impacts your results. So your words are pretty powerful, not in and of themselves, but your words are powerful because of the impact that they have on you, right? If Someone you love says something nasty to you, something mean to you that hurts you, that has an impact on your emotions. It has an impact on your biochemistry, right? Allah has created us as these beautiful networks. There are all sorts of beautiful neural pathways going on and, and it's, we're just such, such a, a creation. Allah has created us you know, with so much wisdom. And so things don't happen in isolation. So when someone says something to you, it has an impact on you, right? And you may think, oh, no, it's just all in my head. It's actually not just all in your head. It impacts your biochemistry. Maybe your cortisol levels rise. Maybe your nervous system becomes dysregulated. Maybe you, maybe you go into fight or flight or freeze or fawn. It's having a very real impact on you, Right? And at the same time, when you say something to yourself or when you speak about yourself or you speak about a circumstance, that is impacting your neuropsychology. It's impacting every single system of your body. So that is what I mean when I say words are powerful. Your words are powerful. So when I say something like something happened to me as opposed to something happened for me, it feels very different in my body. Now, I want to invite you to another thing, right? Because something, and as we're heading into a new year, we're talking about productivity hacks. We're talking about how to get the most from our time. And something I hear people say all the time is, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. Now, I'm not going to tell you that you do have time for it. But what I am going to invite you to do is, instead of saying, I don't have time, for this, I want you to say, I have decided that this particular thing is not valuable enough for me to dedicate my time to. How different is that? How different is that? So that's just a little caveat there. Went off on a bit of a tangent there. <laughs> But the power of your words, your, your words are powerful. So something that I'd like, you know, I'd really invite you to do is think about the words that you are using, especially if you have something in your life that, 
feels very stuck. You feel like you're running on a loop. It's the same old thing over and over. No matter what happens, it's just the same old thing. Start using different words. And this leads me to something that I'm, I just announced today. And uh, stay until the end if you want to know something very special. Okay, so something happened for me this morning. So this morning I woke up and I felt very meh. I felt very blah. Didn't feel that great. Had a very low kind of feeling. And I could tell that it had to do with a conversation I had with a loved one yesterday. So that conversation made me feel all types of way. It made me feel worried. It made me feel afraid. It made me a little bit angry. It made me feel like a sense of dread. Not nice emotions to be carrying, right? Now, I could have done what most people do. Maybe you do this as well. I could have glazed over it. I could have just said, no, Zyla, chin up. Push it to the back of your mind. Don't bother about it. Focus on other things. Be positive. I could have done that. And if I had done that, it would have followed me everywhere. I would have felt like I'm hustling really hard. I'm pushing really hard to try to feel better, to try to make myself feel better. And unfortunately, this is something that I see happening as people are becoming aware of self-development work. Unfortunately, I see this trend of what I call you know, toxic positivity, where we think that being positive and we think self-development is just about pretending that everything is okay, sweeping everything under the carpet, putting a smile on your face and going chin up. And that's not. There is a time and a place for that. There's certainly situations in your life where you do have to kind of, you know, just tell yourself, put this in a box and move on because things need to get done. But that cannot be your modus operandi all the time. Or it can, you can choose to do it that way, but trust me, you're going to pay dearly. You're going to pay with anxiety. You're going to pay with illness. You're going to pay with just feeling very jaded or feeling like you don't feel that great um, and you don't know why. It can show up in conflict. It can show up in just having enormous anger issues all the time. It can show up in many, many different ways. I'm not going to go into all the different ways, but you get the you get the idea. So, I could have done that. I could have done what most people do, which is just shoved it in a corner. And I think a lot of people do this because for a few reasons. The first is that it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to look at these icky emotions. You don't really want to sit with it. And sometimes you might feel like if I sit with it, I'm going to feel worse. I'm going to get stuck in it, right? Another reason that you might avoid it is because you just say, oh, I don't have time, I don't have time. And it might be, yes, you have a busy day, But let me tell you, when you carry these residual feelings and you don't process them, it makes, it takes away the buttock of your day. It makes everything harder. It makes everything more of a struggle. You're swimming against the tide. You're swimming upstream. So a task that might have taken you, you know, an hour feels like it's taking a lot longer or you feel very scattered. You just don't have the motivation. So you might say, oh, I just don't have time for it. But the thing is, it does end up costing you the baraka in your time, because you're hanging on to this and it's just filtering everything and it's clouding over you. Another reason that you might avoid, you know, processing your emotions is that you simply don't know how to do it. Okay. And I think this is very, very common. So I want to share a little bit with you about one of the tools that I use personally to process emotions like this. So 
I felt this very mad feeling and I said, okay, I know what it's about. It's about this interaction I had, this conversation I had with a loved one. I'm going to use one of my journaling techniques. Now, this is a very specific kind of journaling technique. It's a journaling technique where you basically coach yourself. And I know a lot of people do different types of journaling and there's no right or wrong way of doing journaling. Different types of journaling have different benefits to them. So a lot of you do journaling from the perspective of ranting, offloading, you know, you just write all your frustrations out. And that's not wrong per se, but that's just one type of journaling. And that's some form of emotional processing, but sometimes it doesn't really help. It doesn't really help you in the way that you want it to help you, right? So the kind of journaling technique that I use is a technique that allows you to process the emotions, to get to grips with it, but in a very real way. Meaning that it's not just a glazing over. It's not, it's not a race to feeling better. It's a space to kind of get to grips with and be honest with yourself about the emotions that are coming up. But you're also doing it from a perspective of, okay, so how do I interrupt this pattern? What I mean by this is that we are, as humans, we are creatures of habit. <laughs> Our neural pathways tend to go in the same sort of direction. We repeat patterns in our lives. And if we're not paying close enough attention, we repeat a pattern and expect a different result. When you keep putting in the same ingredients and using the same methodology, you're going to get the same cake. If you want a different cake, you have to use different ingredients or maybe tweak the method, but something has to change in order for you to end up with the result of a different kind of cake. So this journaling technique that I use personally is sort of a hack to not just helping you process some of your emotions, but also helping you to Start looking at the situation differently. Start seeing where you can do take different actions so that you can get different results in different circumstances. So I sat down and I did it. And lo and behold, I didn't have a complete positive flip, but I definitely started to feel lighter. So I was about halfway through. And then a very interesting thing happened. The very person who I had had this conversation with called me. And this person doesn't normally, you know, call every day or anything like that. But this person called me and I have to be honest, had I not been working through my emotions and just pushed them aside, I would have probably ignored the call, <laughs> said I was too busy to answer or made myself busy in something else I didn't have to answer. Or if I did answer the phone call, I would have been very closed off. I would have been still carrying that emotion it, and that would have filtered the way I reacted to this person the way I interpreted the things that they said. And because I was already feeling lighter and I'd already processed some of the emotion, when I had this conversation with this person, they, I could hear them in a new way. I could be more open to what they were saying. And the conversation took quite a nice turn because of that, alhamdulillah, or quite a helpful and beneficial turn. Ended the conversation and then I continued with the other half of the journaling technique and it really opened my eyes to quite a bit of, you know, how I could be doing things differently as well. So this technique is so incredibly easy to implement, but it's so powerful. I think when we hear of journaling sometimes, 
you might think that, you know, you see these lovely YouTube videos of these influencers and it's the soft music and the soft lighting and the candle. And they wake up early in the morning and they make the green juice and they do their stretches and then they do an hour of journaling and there's this long morning routine that looks amazing. But let's get real. Who has the time for that? Uh, maybe once in a while you might have the time for that. But the reality is, if you're a busy person, you have kids, you have responsibilities, you have work, that is just not a reality for you. Maybe some of the time, but all of the, the when, you know, it's not something that you can sustain over long periods of time, where it's very difficult to do so. Personally, I don't journal every single day anymore, okay? I sometimes go through large chunks of periods where I don't journal much at all. I'm going to be very honest with you, I don't. But this particular journaling technique, I come back to over and over. It's something that I will whip out whenever I feel the need to. And so it's a type of technique that you don't necessarily have to do every day. If you choose to do it every day, more power to you. Alhamdulillah, you know, may Allah increase you in the benefit. But it's something that you can implement even some of the time and still get a lot of benefit from. So it's really, really powerful, alhamdulillah. And something else, you know, that came to mind was later on in the day. Today is a really, really hot day. Really hot. And my car was parked in the sun. I didn't realize my car was parked in the sun. And then, of course, it was baking away in the sun with the windows up, windows shut. And I got into the car with my son and he was like, mom, it's so hot in here. Switch on the air conditioning. So I said, no, I'm not going to switch on the air conditioning just yet. I'm going to roll down all of the windows just for a minute or two to let the hot air out. And then I'm going to close the windows and switch the air conditioning on. And he asked me, why would you do that? And I explained it to him, you know, to let the hot air out and all of that. And it's kind of the same thing. This kind of technique is about letting letting those negative thoughts, letting those icky emotions come to surface, sitting with them, releasing them out, just like you release out, giving them a chance to get out, just like the hot air, you know, has to get out the car. And then looking at solutions, then looking at reframing, then looking at, at new ways, then questioning your neural pathways, then coming to new actions and new results and all of that. And that's where you switch on the air conditioning. So that's what this technique is like. Now, so many of you told me that you would love to learn this technique. So I am going to be teaching it to you. There is a brand new masterclass that has dropped. And in this masterclass, I'm going to teach you you the exact steps to do what I did and how to apply it in different situations. So it's going to be a two-ish hour masterclass and uh, it's going to be a live session. Of course, there's going to be a recorded replay and you will have lifetime access to that recorded replay if you choose to join us. So currently it is on early bird promo. Early bird promo does end soon. You can find the link to join in the show notes or you can just drop me a DM on Instagram at liveinspiredza. I would love for you to join. This is the kind of tool that you will come back to over and over, that you will implement for years to come, inshallah. And I have kept, you know, I have kept the price point for this masterclass pretty low. I want as many of you who can possibly come to come and get the benefit. And it's it's just something so 
so easy to start implementing and, and you get those results immediately. And I really want that for you, inshallah. Going back to what I spoke about right at the beginning of this episode about powerfully choosing, you know, choosing your words carefully and consciously because they have power and they have an effect on you. This masterclass is also going to be focusing on that because when we do this kind of journaling technique, you become very, very conscious, very aware of your words, of the impact of your words and how to tweak those words as well so that you can have a very different result, both internally in terms of your nervous system, your biochemistry, and then also in terms of the external actions that you take. Because remember, every action that you take externally, everything that you do or don't do is a result of things that are going on internally. And this masterclass is a beautiful place to explore this. What I also love about this masterclass is it's called the Be Your Own Coach Masterclass. So like I said, it's a once-off live session. All of you will join me on. We're going to have a great time. I'm very excited about it. Alhamdulillah, the energy around it is beautiful. And it's going to be a recorded session. You have lifetime access to the replays. So be your own coach because this is a tool that you can use, like I said, as self-coaching, but also... If you are already in a coaching container, if you're already working with a coach, a facilitator, a therapist, this tool is actually extremely beneficial for you as well. Because sometimes we have you have sessions with coaches or therapists and you, know, you go in with a kind of feeling, you're not exactly sure what's wrong and you spend a lot of the session trying to figure out what the issue is. But when you use the self-coaching technique, you already get an idea of what are the pertinent issues? What is it that you need to work on next? So then when you go into that container, you already have some awareness of it. You already know what you're there for, you know, what you want to work on. And that makes your coaching container that much more powerful. I still work with mentors up till now. Alhamdulillah, I've worked with all kinds of different mentors for different things from business to relationships to emotions to spiritual, like on every level, alhamdulillah. And because I can coach myself, you know, between sessions, when I walk, come into a session, I have such clarity about what I want from that and the direction I want to take it in, which then makes the coaching and the mentorship so much more valuable and beneficial to me. And so this technique will definitely help with that as well, inshallah. If you have any questions about the Be Your Own Coach Masterclass, drop me a DM on Instagram at liveinspiredzaday. The pricing will be going up to 55 US dollars very soon. Um, it's And... So if you want to join, this is a really great time to do so. Till next time, love and du'as. Assalamu alaikum.